You know this case, I know this case, and your mother probably knows this case. But do you know what we heard last week? You guys, the Delphi case may have just gotten the break we've been waiting for, and we are here to deliver it to you straight. If you haven't heard of it yet, then you're in the perfect place. We are talking about the murder of Abigail Williams and Liberty German. We are your hosts, Helen Allen and Sherry Ferreira. This is The Chalk Line. Good evening, everyone, and the highlights of the news this Thursday. Okay, so I don't know if anyone's paying attention, but it is, in fact, your week to deliver a case. Right. Um, yeah. But you guys, Sherry just got surgery, and she is at her most vulnerable. Oh, so frail. <laughs> so frail. She will not be blowing out your speakers this week. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm like, I couldn't even belch out, like, a huge laugh if I wanted to right Do now. Do you know what belch means? Like, oh, burp? That, too. I mean, I can't do either. Burping would probably hurt you. Kill me. So, she is not on wine this week. She is on painkillers. Right. It's going to be a little different. <laughs> <laughs> Sherry, don't laugh. You guys, she holds her whole body when she laughs. I feel very guilty for being a funny person right now. I will... Whatever. It's fine. We can... We're, we're going to get through this. We're going to get through okay. this. And I hate to say it, but I'm delivering a crazy t- case yeah. this week. And so, you better be listening. Now, I know that this case it has been talked about and kind of run into the ground, and I know it's pretty fresh, honestly. it's It happened in 2017, and it's still an open case, and usually we don't cover those, but this one has had potentially a break, um, and I just think it's kind of a case that everybody should be aware of because, you know, you never know. The killer could be your next-door neighbor, and you wouldn't even know. Literally, and that's why when you were, like, looking up the stuff for this case, you were like, I'm literally, like, I'm, this is scary a little bit. I was like, really scared, and I was also on top of that scared that I picked a bad week because you are not talkative this week. Oh, And I didn't God. want to do a disjustice, <laughs> a disservice to this case, but your not talkative is still someone else's talkative. Yeah, it's still someone so, else's normal, which is completely fine. So, yes. So, here we go. We're just yeah. going to get right into it. Unfortunately, our victims in this case are very young, and I would just kind of like to put that out there. If that is not your thing, listening to cases of young children, um, maybe turn this episode off and listen next week. Um, And another thing is we may be discussing sexual assault, so, you know, just a trigger warning now, um, because I don't know whether or not it's going to come up later. Abigail Williams was 13 and Liberty German was 14. Now they both go respectively by Abby and Libby. Um, They are best friends and eighth graders at Delphi Community Middle School. To honor them, um, I just want to come right out and say this because this case is not um, the best of it's. it's, I mean, all cases are, of course, sad, but this one. I don't know, particularly pulls at my heartstrings. So I just want to start it off on a happy note saying, or I guess as happy as it can be, um, but, you know, their parents and family members worked tirelessly and they did create 
The LA Park Foundation, which was a nonprofit created to oversee the construction of a $1 million park, which includes three baseball fields or just regular ball fields for, I don't know specifically which ball. They got three of those fields. Three fields, <laughs> an amphitheater, and playgrounds. And that is all the good news I'm giving you today. I mean, it's nice that, you know. It's very wanna... nice, yeah. Our story takes place on February 13th, 2017 at the Delphi Historic Trails. Now, I am just going to go straight in and kind of tell you a timeline. And Sherry, you know this case already, of course, because you don't live under a rock. Right. So if there is any point where my timeline is a little bit confusing, just jump right in and be like, I'll call y'all on it. Thank you. That's what I need. I know I'm not afraid. Thank you. (laughs) So Liberty and Abigail have a sleepover at Liberty's grandparents' house on February 12th, which is going into February 13th. Liberty does live with her grandparents. The Down the Hill documentary. Yeah. It does um, state that Liberty has a, quote, complicated family dynamic. Yeah. Which girl saying? Right. And I'm like, you didn't have to give it this title. I don't know why we have to be so sketchy about Mm -hmm. it. But there is still, you know, of course, lots of love between all of her family members. Um, Her grandparents are phenomenal. We will talk about them in the future. Um, But yes, so they had a sleepover on February 12th. Now, this actually would have been a school day. So it was a weekday. But they had this, like, built-in school day because of the mild winter that they had. Um, You know, you and I know because we're from Connecticut and we have pretty harsh winters. But basically, a built-in snow day is just, like, um, the school kind of prepares that there will be snow days. So they set aside, like, a set number of days for you to have. And by February, they can tell if, like, they need that many days or not. So these girls got this day off of school because they had a pretty mild winter. Now, I just, I think it's really important to note, um, their sleepover, it consisted of pizza and watching movies all night, and they even painted a sign that said chocolate. I mean, (laughs) I mean, priorities were intact. Like, I want to know what they did with that sign. I want to see pictures. Who did they give the sign to? Right. Where is the chocolate sign now? That is what I need to know. Four years later, I'm still hung up on the chocolate sign. I mean, it's just the cutest. It's adorable. It's absolutely (laughs) adorable. There's no other words for it. So the next morning, the girls sleep in because, of course, they did the classic all-nighter. As they should. Duh. And I bet they were pretty cranky in the morning, as I used to be all the time. Monsters in the morning. Yeah, like, my mom would be like, this is the last sleepover you ever have because you're always a monster. (laughs) And And I'm like, I don't know what brings it out. No, it's literally, there's a combination between eating just tons and tons of mountains of junk food and staying up past the wee hours of the morning. It just gets to you. (laughs) It just makes you want to fight all your family members the next day. (laughs) But I actually don't know that about Liberty and Abigail, and they seem lovely, so maybe they're not like my monster They're like saints. I bet they woke up and they were like, who should I make breakfast for? Right. But not this morning, actually. Liberty's dad makes them pancakes for breakfast. And then Liberty's dad, Derek, who we will call him, um, then leaves to go take photos. So I guess um, Libby's grandmother, Becky, has a business that Derek was then taking photos for that day. So Libby's grandmother, Becky, makes a deal with the girls. She's like, okay, girls, if you help me with some of my filing work... Then I will give you some spending money, and maybe later I will take you out shopping or whatever. And, like, 
the girls are so kind and they just help with, with everything. Now, a little bit later in the afternoon, the girls ask Liberty's grandmother if they can go on a hike. Now, Becky says yes, but she's like, only if you can figure out a ride there and back because my day is a little bit hectic. So they do. Um, They actually ask Liberty's sister, Kelsey, if she can drop them off and pick them up. But she says she can't pick them up because she has plans to go to her boyfriend's house and then work that day. Yeah. Um, but she does end up dropping them off. And they do arrange for her Liberty's dad, Derek, to come and pick them up. Now, they don't have a very specific time that Derek is going to pick them up, but he's just like, okay, keep your phone on you. When I'm done with the stuff that I have to do, I will let you know when I'm on my way. Yeah. You know, they're just hiking, so it's not like they need a specific set time to do it. They're just chilling. Um, Now, the trail is considered to be, like, kind of a hangout spot for local teens, the people around their age and the girls were very familiar with the area Libby would often visit the trail with her older sister to take pictures and it was just like the classic middle school photo shoot area you know the very famous high bridge in question is called the Mm -hmm. Monon High Bridge and that is around the area that this all takes place Kelsey drops off the girls, and according to her phone records, it could not have been any earlier than 1.38 p.m. because she got a call from her boyfriend at 1.38, and she remembers already being on the phone with him as she's dropping off the girls. Solid. So she drops them off at the entrance of the Monon High Bridge Trail, which is across from a farm called Mirrors, which people used as, like, kind of an unofficial parking area. Um, Now, they were not dropped off at the Freedom Bridge parking area, and Kelsey said specifically that she did not, you know, in hindsight, notice anything weird at that point. At 2.05 p.m., Liberty uploads a picture of the Monon Bridge to Snapchat. Now, it's just the bridge, so we had a pretty good image of where they are. If you've ever seen a scary movie with a bridge, it's It's that bridge. It's this bridge. It's this bridge. That is the bridge. Um, it's really rickety. Yeah, I, it's rickety. Rickety. It's damaged as hell. Rickety is what's in my notes, just so you know. <laughs> it says rickety. I know you said rickety, but I also thought it. <laughs> so then at 2.07 p.m., just two minutes later, um, Liberty uploads a picture of Abby walking on the bridge to Snapchat. And this, this picture is the essence of middle school. Abby is, like, looking down. <laughs> you know that they were about to edit a caption on it that said, like, oh some song quote about, like, right. losing a love that they never had. And, I don't know, maybe that was just me in middle school and high school. No, I, I feel it strongly. In my bones, I know they were going to yeah. upload that caption. And I just, that is... It kills you because it's so relatable. You're like, this they was are me. just two regular girls being girls. It's so cute. I love them. <laughs> Now, call records show that Derek called Libby at 3.11 p.m., intending to tell them, um, so sorry, I just kicked your drink. (laughs) Didn't fall over, though. Yeah, and it was just water, so. Yeah, we're good. We're in the clear. And this call came after? So, yes. So, this call comes at 3.11 p.m., so this is about you know, a tiny bit more, a few minutes more than an hour after the picture of Abby walking on the bridge is uploaded to snapchat he's calling to tell them that he is getting close and to just kind of be ready to be picked up at the entrance but no one answers 
At 3.14, Derek pulls into the parking area and he doesn't see the girls, so he calls Liberty again, but again, he gets no answer. At this point, Derek is like, okay, it's not like Liberty to just, like, ignore my texts and phone calls, especially when she was expecting him to call her. Mm-hmm. You know, she... But she was expecting to be picked he had up said, at that time. Exactly. He had said, like, keep your phone on you. I'm going to do this job. It's not going to take too long, so I'll pick you up when I'm done, you know? So he's a little bit panicked at this point. So he, he parks the car and he begins walking the trails to just kind of search for them. At 3.15, Derek approaches a man dressed in a flannel shirt and asks him if he has seen the two girls. Now the man says no, but he does say that he did see a couple on the bridge. And the man with the flannel shirt later, like, becomes a key witness in this case. And he is among the first to give a witness account to law enforcement. And um, online discussion outlets have nicknamed him the flannel shirt guy, which I love. I love. I straight to the point. And some people even just call him FSG. <gasps> I don't know. There's something about that. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I like it. That's not, I'm I just sorry. like it. I thought that was, you know, we're not going to talk about it again, but I wanted to just say that. Now, Derek calls his mom, Becky, at this point and tells her about how he can't find the girls. She is with Liberty's aunt at the time, and the two of them start calling and texting Liberty, and they're not getting answers either. And I think, I just want to interrupt myself to say that I think this shows how much, it doesn't matter if you have a, quote, complicated family dynamic, your family is your family, and they will fight tooth and nail for you and love you, and their, their the actions that her family takes, you are just going to be like, what do you mean complicated? There is nothing complicated about how much they love her. Love is simple. It's so simple. And so I just think that's important to say because, you know, people give a lot of, of flack to the family members at points and, like, the father... He becomes a suspect at one point, of course. Yeah. Why wouldn't he? Everybody needs to be looked into. But at the same time, it's just, you know, it's important to say that they did, from the get, get mm. a bad feeling, and they they vetted it, and they, they did everything they could do. So by 4 p.m., Derek returns to his car at the parking area. Now, at this point, the family, Becky, Tara, the aunt, and Derek, have been trying to get a hold of Libby for half an hour, but no response. So they're starting to get worried, and Becky and Tara decide to go to the trail to help Derek to look for them. Um, now, Aunt Tara goes straight to the trail, but Becky calls her husband, Mike, who is working, and Kelsey, who is about to go to the work, and both of them decide to go help look for the girls rather than work, because like I said, loyal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just love this family. Yeah. <laughs> I would do anything for them. So this is a, a little after 4 p.m. Okay, so, and... I'm sorry, do you know around what month this was? It's February 13th. February? Okay, so then it's not definitely... Do you think it's still getting dark early if they're, like, getting this much people? That's the only thing I'm thinking so of. So at this point, it is probably not dark. Okay. Um, But we will sidebar that, and we will talk about that in a minute. Okay. Okay, not me getting ahead. Ah! I know. It's because Sherry doesn't have her computer this week, and she can't oh, yeah. see my notes in advance. <laughs> I tried. I Tried but I actually kind of live for this. Really? I don't know. I feel like... Do you feel like it, like... I like the questions you okay. that you're asking. Good. I hope you edit this out later, but if you don't, we're That's going fine. with it. Okay. We're just going to flow. I you know upload what? the entire This thing. is going to be very natural, you guys. <laughs> if you hear stuff you don't want to hear, you can kiss my <laughs> ass. 
I just upload the entire thing. I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll edit this week. <laughs> I know. And, okay, so at this point, Tara drives up to the parking area and Derek gets into her car. And he explains to Tara the details of, like, where and what he already has, like, looked at on the trail. Um, now, there were reports from witnesses seeing Derek in the car with a, an unknown person. And then people online <laughs> ran with it. Fooey. So, <laughs> this was that. So, it's not really a suspicious activity whatsoever. Mm-hmm. It's just a family member that cares. Um, as Becky is about to leave for the trail, um, Libby's uncle, Cody, also arrives. <laughs> I'm telling you, this family is just phenomenal. And in the next breath, a whole truckload of just no, cousins, I'm not aunts kidding. and uncles show up. And it's a family <laughs> reunion. It's, they make a day of it. This is really phenomenal, right? Like... So Becky informs him, of course, what's going on, and he's like, I'm coming. And they go to the trail together. Now, they theorize about which paths the girls would have taken if they were trying to walk home. So they, like, drive a different way than they normally would just in case, like, maybe the girls were walking home. Smart. Um, At this point, everyone in the family just kind of thinks that maybe the girls got hurt by, like, falling down or something, and that might have damaged Libby's phone. So there's not really, like, any heavy worry they're like stressed and worried but there's also like a quote that kelsey says now i'm paraphrasing this but she's basically like i was mostly worried about how much trouble they were gonna get in because they're missing curfew and like if that does not tell you how innocent and sweet these girls like i they're perfectly just like it just encompasses yeah yeah, it's beautiful like family caring about each other and just whatever so um but yeah, okay, so Becky and Uncle Cody arrive at the parking area, but there are no available parking spots, so they park in a literal ditch nearby so that they can search. They're like, we don't give a d- we never see our car again. We are right. finding those girls. But that also tells you, like, how busy it must have been, Exactly. Right? Or at least so around the area. That is a really important thing to note. If there are so many parking spots, and there are so many parking spots full, and it was think like- about this trail. And you said it was across the way at, like, almost, like, a farm? Yeah, it's, so park. it's, like, a parking, kind of, like, a commuter lot almost, but it's, like, unofficial. Yeah. That makes me think it's, like, a pretty, like, big area for them not to have, exactly. like, Exactly. Not me picking up context so, clues. I know. <laughs> don't solve this case on your own, my girl. You're like, no, After no, no, no. surgery. <laughs> if you single-handedly solve this case. Guys. Guys. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I can't. Um, but yeah, so it definitely was very packed that day. Like it usually is pretty populated. And, um, I also think it's worth knowing that the bridge itself was technically off limits. So it was like not fully fun. It's not a functional bridge at all. Mm -hmm. It's kind of just like that abandoned thing that kids love hanging out at. And it's like, it's more so like more to your point, like, when you go across it, it's at a dead end anyway. So I'm going to say that later, too, my girl. Oh, look at you. <laughs> okay, but... This is why yeah. we also don't do cases that we know about, because we just, both of us, like, sell each other out. We're yeah. like, oh, I already know it's like, I had a flow. What <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. But... So, yes, yeah, we'll get so into exactly. that later, So, but... the bridge itself is not in use, and at the other side of... So, like, the entrance side that you can get onto the bridge from the trails... Yeah, there's trails over there. But then when you get to the other side of the bridge, there are no actual trails. There's just, like, woods, I guess, that no one's really going to go through. Yeah. Um, and it's not really, like, there's no path. So 
basically when you get to the other side of the bridge, you just have to go back. You can't really go yeah. straight on forward. Um, but yeah, anyway, so the bridge is not really supposed to be in use anyway. But you know, it's like the classic, like, you hang out on abandoned train tracks just to be uh, like, your like sad girl self. When you, you're want in middle school. you want yeah, the angst. You want the angst. It's the epitome of angsty, and I'm here for it. Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox. <laughs> what is that? And Megan Fox. What is this transition? I love it. Uh, what because is this transition? Angsty, you get it? What is this transition? <laughs> Stop. Oh my god. Sherry, if you didn't Ew. talk about pop culture, now we do. <laughs> no one's going to understand why I just did that rant. And you know what? Me it's neither. Okay. It's fine. I'm going to keep it on, too. It's fine. Okay, so anyway. Like I said, um, they're not super worried yet, but they think that maybe Libby's phone is broken. Maybe they did get hurt. And, you know, it's starting to set in that it's going to get dark soon. So they're really starting to be like, just where the hell are they? They need to come home before it's dark. Okay, so then it's not yet dark out than when yes. I was originally trying now, to speculate. From this location that they're all looking, Kelsey calls Libby's phone. She believes that the call went through because she could hear the ring on the mm. speaker. You know, like when you call someone but the phone is off, that it doesn't ring at all. Yeah, it'll just send you straight to voice. Right. So Kelsey does hear it ringing but in her phone, but she can't ring it, hear it ringing outside, like out, out loud yeah. in the trail area. So she does kind of, like her personal belief is that um, the area was quiet enough that if the phone were near her, she would have heard it ringing. Um, but I think it's also important to note that who knows, like if the person that took them or the person that hurt them, like could have just put her phone on silent or something, or yeah. she could have had her phone on vibrate or silent. You know, I'm not going to look too, too much into that, but I do love that Kelsey is her own PI <laughs> and she really looks into everything. <laughs> I just love Kelsey. We'll, we'll, more on that later. <laughs> As they walk, also Becky, who is her own PI, Grandma Becky, I, there's not enough love in the world for me to give to Grandma Becky. I just love her to death. Um, as they're walking, she calls AT&T, their cell phone company, and she asks them to ping Libby's phone. <clears throat> and now I'll tell you what, AT&T, they can rot in hell. No, I'm just kidding. I literally am their customer. Please, AT&T, don't hate me. Um, no. But they literally say, and this is normal, this is a thing, okay. um, that they can't do that for legal reasons. Becky then says, well, what the hell? Because I've heard of find my iPhone, so do it. <laughs> That's amazing. Thank you, Becky. She's like, it. find my iPhone, can track the phone, then you can. Get right. on it. She said there's a literal app for this shit, and you're telling me you can't? You're the phone company. Literally. But so she downloads the app and then throws a fit, and I love every minute of it. And then she finds out that the reason that the app won't work is because Libby's phone does not have Find My iPhone installed on it. Oh. So this is a PSA. If you don't have Find My iPhone, get it. Download it, set up all your devices, set up your mom's devices, Mm -hmm. your dad's devices, your little brother's devices. I'm just going through Sherry's family members. (laughs) It's not going to hurt anyone. I recently just did it. And track your friends. Everyone thinks you're crazy if you track your friends. You're not. Track them. I like to know where my hoes are at. Exactly. I'm so sorry. I had some sketchy 
friends in college that didn't let me track them. And you know what? I am judging them for that. Because mm-hmm. I'm not judging you for going out and hooking up with someone that you weren't supposed to hook up with. No. But I am judging you for putting yourself in harm's way if you know better. <laughs> and if I told you to let me track you and you said no, just know I'm judging you. This is calling out several mm-hmm. of my friends. This was a PSA. <laughs> no, but most of my friends in college were like, I don't care. And you guys don't track me at night unless I'm in danger. But... <laughs> But, you know, be there for your friends, no. track them, let them track you, because this kind of stuff really can save lives. Agreed. Okay, I'm off my soapbox. Let's keep <laughs> going. <laughs> At 5.20 p.m., the family calls the police, and Libby and Abby are officially reported missing. Now, Becky calls Abby's mom and finally gets through. She had been trying to call for a while, but Abby's mom was at work all day, and so she did not see any of the calls or messages. Um, Mike, Becky's husband and the grandfather, and Becky and Anna, who is Abby's mom, all meet at the police station. Now, Abby's mom is really not worried at this point because she's like, the girls just met up with people and lost track of time. And I think this is a testament to how small of a town Delphi is. Yeah. Um... Because everyone is like, oh, my God, they were in the woods and they're not home? No biggie. See, me, my alarm bells would be ringing. I'd be like, (laughs) well, did they have any form of, did they have a birdie? Did they have pepper spray? Did they have weapons on them? Like, Like, what was going on? We should be worried if they were in the woods and now they're not. Abby's mom is not really worried yet. Police arrive on the scene basically immediately and they start quickly searching. And some family members of Libby's use social media to ask people to help search. And I'll tell you what, by 6 p.m., a massive search begins. Like, basically everyone in the town. And that's pretty small. I just looked it up. I'm not even going to lie. Like, I'm not just going to whip out a, st- a statistic out of my there's you like, shouldn't have told anybody, and they'd be like, oh my gosh, Sherry, look at you. No, I'm okay. kidding. <laughs> I'll cut it. Go ahead. So, did you know that... <laughs> I know every single town's population, and guess what? The town of Delphi, they have 3,000, like, about 3,000 from the 2010 consensus. That's, like, my high school. Yeah, I was just about to say, that is, I think, the size of my high school. Like, what the f- Maybe a little bit bigger than my high school. I don't know how big my high school was. I'm going to be totally Oh, honest. my God. Okay, well, that's around the size of my high school. ish per grade, so that's a little bigger than my high school, but still. Yeah. Just to give you some perspective of, like, if there's a massive search, it was, like, everyone's mom. Right. It was literally everybody's mom. And you know what? Because think about this. Like, if someone knocked on your door and said, hey, there are two little girls missing. We really need your help. Everyone there's going to be like, who? Um, well, Abby and Libby, I know them. I'm there. I'm slipping <laughs> on my shoes. I am out the door. Right. I'm you on my what? way. You know I'm what? actually already there because I, <laughs> I saw it tweeted and I just wanted to be safe. Right. I'm here already. No, uh, so a massive search ensues. And having heard of the missing girls through social media, basically just, like, random people start showing up. Like, it's amazing. They're just, like, helping the search in coordination with the Carroll County Sheriff's Department, the Delphi Police Department, and the Delphi Fire Department. Now, the fire station is also used as, like, a staging ground for volunteers, Because, of course, they like to, like, make sure that they know who's searching, Mm -hmm. you know. And um, 
Yeah, so together they searched the trail in the surrounding area. And now Kelsey did say that they kind of broke up into groups and said, like, okay, you search here, you search here. So it was a very, like... I don't know how they did it so fast because it's not like people go missing in Delphi all the time. Yeah. But they got together a very intelligent plan, (laughs) which I would have been like, okay, no, 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 no. I have no idea where to start. This is so hectic. But they were all like, okay, here's what we're going to do. You go there. You go there. Break. It was beautiful. They did everything right. I mean, I I can't imagine at this point they're thinking anything like too sinister happened either so they're like okay yeah. maybe there are like in a calmer headspace they're, like, they're literally okay, like I'll okay let's just find these girls because tonight's gonna be cold right kelsey now goes to the police to give a statement of like what happened when she dropped off the girls and she also shows them the snapchat pictures from libby's story <laughs> and i love that like mm-hmm. this i love the little like internet sleuths of this generation mm-hmm. of like like, I'm sorry, but if you want to be a killer in 2021, you better know that people are taking pictures of you and posting it online. Right. And they're probably roasting you before yeah, you even doing anything. I know. So don't be an idiot. I, be like, that looks... Like, that looks sketchy. It's on my off. story as we speak. I love it. Like, don't you do a crime around me. Right. I am taking a picture. Right. And then a TikTok's going to come out about it. And I you know what? Start taking TikToks, like, of, like, oh, you're robbing my car? Hmm. Mm. Post TikTok it. dance. <laughs> get get you. Doing a dance in front of <laughs> Anyway, I am very proud of Kelsey for being in the like right state of mind and not letting stress overwhelm her and saying like, okay, here is a picture of them on this bridge at this time. You know, like good for yeah. you, Kelsey. She is so smart. And also for her to be following her siblings, that would never happen to me. Yes, I know. I'm, sorry. I'm pretty sure I blocked Dominique. <laughs> I was like, ah! Snapchat, I'm in high school. You're not going to see yeah. this. Like, get the actual no. f- out of my face. <laughs> I actually didn't block her, but every time I would post something like me at McDonald's, she'd be like, again? No, <gasps> I will block you, though. <laughs> you just because hung it over her head. Because that's the sketchy shit I did. I would, like, go to McDonald's. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> but seriously, though, like, for like her to have that so quickly, if it was me, it would take yeah ages. well and and that's another thing libby and kelsey were very close and i think it shows especially now because kelsey is her biggest advocate for justice yeah it's it's very sweet now at some point too mike the grandfather returns to the house to gather all electronics he gets ipads ipods or computers or anything electronic and all of the relevant cell phone information and he hands it over to police immediately and he is like paying that iphone <laughs> now <laughs> like okay. i just love the at&t was like sorry we can't for legal reasons and they were like okay then we'll bring it to the police because mm-hmm. we need it now <laughs> so the officially sanctioned search is unfortunately called off by law enforcement due to darkness and concern for volunteer safety now this is about midnight to like 1 30 ish depending on the source you look at and this search is planned to resume the next morning but i do want you to keep in mind like, these are just volunteers working. So, like, they have work the next day, and, like, it is, like, kind of, at this point still, people are, like, worried, but they're not, like, thinking anything really sinister happened. Yeah, and most so, they're, like, they're going to get cold at night. Right. So, like I said, this is around midnight, and the sheriff says at this point there was no reason to suspect foul play or danger, 
and that the I literally just said this, but in my notes it says um, the biggest concern would be quote exposure to the elements. Which Becky is like, well, I'm worried about that. I don't. I am a grandmother, and exposure to the elements sounds like murder to me. She's like, I know those girls did not have jackets that were proper. What is going on? And the sheriff was literally like, well, they have youth on their side. To which I say, what? I'm sorry, you. When has that ever been a tool or an asset? If anything, a youth would be more frail. I'm sorry, Mm -hmm. but I have a lot more meat on my bones as an adult. Than I did when I was a kid. I would be able to survive the cold better now. So, like, I don't know what in God's name that meant. You know, I'm not bashing the sheriff because he worked hard, but what in God's name did he mean by that? I just, I don't know if he was trying to comfort the grandmother at that point, but that was not the Not the right thing to say. Around 12.15 the next day, during the search that was resumed, the bodies were found. The bodies were found on private property about 50 feet from the shore of Deer Creek. A set of footprints are what led the volunteers to the area where the bodies were found. Now... After the bodies are found, they hold this, like, joint press conference, um, and it's with Indiana State Police PIO Kim Riley, Carroll County Sheriff Toby Leesenby, and Delphi, Delphi Police Chief Steve Mullins. And this is at 2 p.m., so they're moving very quickly. The bodies were found at 1215 and at 2 p.m., they've gotten together a press conference. This is, like, just as fast as they moved with JFK, I would think. Right. You so would like, think. the government works hard, but... The bullies work harder when they Delphi want to. Delphi County works harder. They announced that two bodies had been found, but they do not confirm the identities of the bodies being Abby and Libby. But everyone's like, okay, well, we have a population of 3,000 now. We know that because of Sherry. And we're missing only two of them. So guess what? (laughs) Like, what in God's name do you mean it's not them? So they are now investigating the matter as a crime scene, and they do suspect foul play. So I really hate to stop it there, but you're going to have to listen to the rest of this episode next week because... Our episodes are just not our jive. Right. Is that what people say? Not our jive? Not our thing, maybe, if you want to be simple about it. I'm going to be simple about it. Hour-long episodes are not our thing. (laughs) (laughs) We're really interested in talking about the rest of this case with you, so tune in next week for another episode of The Chalk Line. Thanks for listening. You can catch us on Instagram at The Chalk Line Pod. Twitter at The Chalk Line Pod. And follow along with our YouTube channel. The link is in our Instagram bio. Tune in next Thursday for another story.